talking bullshit now and I can just edit out. How are we going to know the timestamp? Do we have to clap? Yeah, you want to clap? I You're can't. I'm holding it <laughs> Got a phone in one hand and the mic in the other. Drink. <laughs> All right. This is a disaster. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined over distance yet again by GR Dad. Hi. GR Dad. You're in Florida and I'm in Maryland, but yesterday you were in Germany and I was in you Florida. You were in Florida? <laughs> what the hell happened? Our How life did this happen? It's logistically extremely complicated right now. It was much more complicated than it needed to be because it involved me sitting in Charlotte, North Carolina for like three hours yesterday for no good reason. I was and you delayed. being stressed in Key West. Which I is- was flying Key West to Miami to DC and my Key West flight was delayed an hour, which I was very stressed about, but then my... Miami flight was also delayed an hour and a half, so I I didn't miss it, but I so got into win? DC at two in the morning. Yeah, I didn't oh. know they let pe- planes land at national at two in the morning. I I mean, me surprised the neighbors weren't complaining. Um, there's a plane noise. Can I tell you an interesting factoid about this? You can tell me anything you want. There's a like a number that you can call to make noise complaints if you live near an airport. And, uh, yeah, so there, and national airport goes, it's right next to DC. So it goes, I lived, you know, a mile and a half from national airport. So there's jets flying over your house all the time. It's, it's loud, but it is what it is. And so they, there's like, oh, every year there's like 3000 noise complaints lodged against national airport. And then somebody looked at it and like 2,900 of them are all from the same person. They just, (laughs) like, they just lodge 10 complaints a day. So it looks terrible. It looks like it's just bothering everyone, but it's just this one person. One really angry dude. It's a dude, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. It's gotta be. And he's got yeah. giant ears. And he's like, do you know what time this Miami flight got in? <laughs> I do, because I, I stay up all night taping this stuff. Oh, oh he just God. sounds terrible. What a great neighbor he must be. To, I mean, to people <laughs> in addition to the, the airport. I bet he moved there when the airport was already there, too. That's like of the, course. the crowning glory. It's oh not like God. he lived here since the 30s. Speaking of which, the cocktail of the week is the dying bastard. That's not sure we were speaking about dying bastards, but but you know you do you. I mean, I think that guy who's lodging ten complaints a day against national airports kind of a dick. He's he pro- he is, and he he probably thinks he's dying from the noise. So I picked this cocktail because there's a drink a a kind of classicy cocktail called the Suffering Bastard. Yes, it's known for in Chinese restaurants. That's a big thing. The Suffering Bastard. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like one of those sort of overserve you drinks. Go ahead. Oh. Um, hmm. I, I don't know if we're thinking of the same thing. So regular Suffering Bastard is an ounce of bourbon, an ounce of gin, lime juice, Angostura bitters, put yeah. some ginger ginger ale on the top. Mm-hmm. I guess you could put that in a big glass. Um, so the Dying Bastard also <laughs> has gin. It's worse. Also has bourbon, but it, it includes also brandy. Three liquors. Now we're talking yep. Long Island iced tea territory. We're moving into yep. Yep. just stuff kids drink to get drunk. And then lime juice bitters and, and ginger ale. So uh, we had talked maybe on the last pot about mixed alcohol cocktails and, you know, like two different spirits. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. So anyway, I saw this The Dying Bastard and I was like, it's a play on The Suffering Bastard. And it just a little, just a little bit of a twist. 
but it's a good name. There's, Continuing the trend. One of these days, I'm going to do like a sequence of drinks where it's like you drink the suffering bastard, then you drink the dying bastard, then you drink the corpse, corpse survivor, survivor number two. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's certain levels of bad. And then the corpse survivor has got to be the last one because that'll fix everything. Anything. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Ultimate I mean, medicine. Like our Ingo. voodoo plant. Can't be stopped. Oh. The voodoo plant, the voodoo lily that we talked about a couple episodes ago, is not like it doesn't smell like rotting meat. <laughs> uh, it has produced a bunch of leaves, though, and it did it in like 24 hours. It went from being like a, a startlingly tall stalk. It given looks how like half a tomato plant. It's, and then it's like poof i have 50 leaves it's it's it, giant it's it, it reminded me a lot of what is it aubrey audrey too in the in the little shop of horrors because it just yeah. it's just there all of a sudden and giant i didn't feed it any blood while you were gone if the thing starts talking i'm out of here <laughs> i think that's fair yeah i'm not playing around <laughs> um all right, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, and I have cut down the list. The you keep ramblings saying that. list. I wonder if it's even that long. Remember, you did that once, and it was like twenty minutes in. We were I looking know. for filler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the ramblings list. I've been adding like weird news stories that people send me because I like talking about them. Except I have like five other things, so I've moved all of the weird news stories for us to talk about in um, our next bonus pod for the super followers slash patrons. You mean our first one? No, we did the one with all the German news. We, oh, all the yeah. Weird German stories. Oh, yeah. Episode one of the Patreon only has dropped, and yeah. it's great. Um, it wouldn't have been, I would have been better if I'd done it, but it, you know, I guess it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you can do the next <laughs> you one. your little agenda. <laughs> anyway, I still have stuff for us to talk about, even with the weird news moved out. Uh, but let us begin with Administrative Corner. I love um, Administrative Corner. <laughs> so the only thing I have is that while you were gone, um, I think you have discovered that we received a package at the P.O. box and it was a big tall package and I opened it up and it's a lacrosse stick. <laughs> it did not come with any info. So if you are the person who sent the lacrosse stick, thank you and let me know, like send me a DM. Uh, it is for you to use to yeet more jellyfish. I know. And I think you and I talked this morning where somehow <laughs> the season has changed or the tides have shifted and now it's harder to find those freaking jellyfish we're gonna have to no, go you just yeeted them all away yeah well i was i'm a victim of my own success now there's nothing they're to like yeet. don't don't go over there oh they're they're out there when i go on the paddleboard with guac that we see them all the time there's tons of them they're just not at our house because you yeeted them all away <laughs> <laughs> and then word got around it's like that's they're not like, a good that, beach it's dangerous you over there man. Me. <laughs> that's fine i don't I, mind i left the water <laughs> I, left the, I was flying through the air <laughs> <laughs> so i'll be happy to use a lacrosse stick um that i was playing around with in the basement just now and it seems like it'd be really fun to eat i am not a lacrosse player i have never handled a lacrosse stick i have watched some minutes of lacrosse games yeah <laughs> and i have i have some understanding that the men's stick stick is a lot deeper and easier to keep the ball in like women are always oh, cradling it and they actually get their net checked um huh. so if you hold the stick up and down i don't think the women's stick at all holds the ball oh, uh, where the men's i think is better at holding it but maybe i'm wrong and men wear helmets lacrosse players and, and write to us and let don't. us know it's a whole thing yeah it's a whole thing so anyway that's it for administrative corner wait that was it uh, yeah look 
got the, nothing the else? Longer st- the longer stuff is under ramble. I leave for a week and nothing happened? No, we haven't gotten to the stuff that happens yet. We were just doing administrative corner. Okay. I'm disappointed right. with this administrative corner, but that's okay. <laughs> doesn't seem to be much administration going on. <laughs> I'll make a note for next time. Yeah. All right, dog updates. Well, um, this is the overlap. I was going to suggest the administrative corner should be the cross-country trip that is currently going on, but I think it's let's, a good dog update. Let's do that. Let's let's talk about the Operation Nacho Run, which is, uh, yeah, it's been quite an administrative slash logistical exercise. Yeah. Um, so the herd is a sanctuary slash people like us that are not breedists who take in all kinds of dogs and animals <laughs> in Idaho. And uh, and they had reached out because this golden um, with allergies and it sounds like a cruciate ligament tear had been surrendered to their vet um, because it's like those are expensive things, especially the surgery and the people couldn't pay for it. Um, so they surrendered it to the vet and the vet called them and was like, here, come pick up this dog. <laughs> Cause it's, this is what you it do. sounds like any, t- anytime somebody gives up a dog, these, these people take it. And, uh, and so they had reached out to me and, uh, and I was like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, that's a, Idaho is a little far for us to go pick up a dog, but if you can get him here, like we'll take him, LOL. And they're like, we'll 100% get this dog to you. <laughs> and I was like, and so you're in Germany. And I was like, um, Ingo, are you okay with us taking this dog? Because I think I kind of already you said send yes. You sent me a picture. And I was like, <laughs> uh, that's how I know. I know if I send you a picture, how can I say you no? will always say yes. Uh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Look at that sweet face. They're all sweet faces. <laughs> That's what you do. When I, when, if I'm like, I don't know that Inga wants another dog, but first I'm going to text him a picture of this dog, and then I'm going to be like, can we take this dog? <laughs> and then it always works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would have um, said the same thing. Idaho is pretty far. I don't relish the idea of going across country and back again. No. But if there's no one else, and if he's, you know, if if if, if he's a real po- possibility for us, like if he gets along with dogs and doesn't require a dog-free house or whatever. Give it a yep. shot, and, sweet boy. And he's been, he was with other dogs there. He seems like, you know, he's 18 months old, so he's got a lot of puppy energy. Um, but, you know, he's fixed, important <laughs> these days after our t- difficulties with Remy. Um, got along great with the herd dogs. So I was like, yeah. And then it's like, how are we going to get this dog here? And so, like, literally within not even, I mean, maybe it was 12 hours, um, I was like, so Idaho and Key West, some route in between and, uh, you know, had people in, you know, Denver and somebody in Kansas City. And then it was like, okay, come up with these legs. And uh, I thought it was going to be a lot more handing off, you know, like the Denver to Kansas City leg is like, that's almost a nine hour drive. And I thought, well, maybe we'll get two people or three people to like take chunks of that. All these big long legs, all these days have basically been driven by single people. He went Salt Lake to Denver, Denver to Kansas City, today Kansas City to Memphis, Memphis. Tennessee. Yeah. Um with one driver who just one person. So these people are doing committing two days, right? Because they gotta, they gotta drive go <laughs> to the place and then they gotta go home. So like the Salt Lake City to Denver ride, they they are from Denver. So they went out to Salt Lake eight hours <laughs> one day, stayed overnight, got Nacho, 
and brought him back to Denver. Um, so we are recording on Friday, which is day three of Operation Nacho Run. Uh, he is in Memphis. Literally, we've got video of him walking in Memphis next to the big pyramid. Did they play that song? Uh, they, it has the song. I put it up on Twitter. Oh, nice. Yes, it is. It's a little TikTok. He's walking in Memphis. <laughs> and uh, it's it's adorable. So, uh, yeah. So tomorrow, uh, so he's he's been kind of had drivers and then overnight hosts. So he overnighted in Denver and Kansas City. Um, so he's now overnighting in Memphis and his Memphis host is also tomorrow's driver. So she is going to bring Nacho to Atlanta tomorrow and you are picking him up. I know. Which is funny because I'm flying back to Florida tomorrow. Uh, your flight takes off at 11.11 and my flight lands at like 11.15. We'll, we can wave to each other on the like runway or the taxiway or whatever. I haven't seen you in person in a really long time. I know. Oh, because we missed each other yesterday too. Because you're in Maryland. Yeah, I we we did we do this thing where I park the car at the airport and then you pick up. We each have our own set of keys and then you get in the car and go home. We missed each other by a couple hours yesterday, and yeah, it's and when you went to Germany, we didn't. I was in Orlando for a work yes, thing. Yes, you and got you, back an hour or so after I left or something. Yeah. Same <laughs> we, key handoff. Been, yes, yes. Like we haven't actually hung out since the beginning of April. Uh, I mean, there's like four days <laughs> we've been together since the beginning of April. Man. It's stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. <sighs> anyway, uh so yeah, so you're going up to Atlanta tomorrow. You're gonna pick up Nacho and then do a two stage drive back. Yes. Because um, because because you're big on this, you've said this before. There's no, it would be the worst possible situation to introduce Nacho to everyone at like two in the morning. Because I've we, done I mean, that. we did it with Brody. Yeah, it's not good. It was terrible. It did not go well. I mean, it was no, and it's, adequate, but yeah. it was super stressful. Oh, we were like up for the whole night then, because yeah. like, like there was some tension between the dogs because it's just like bring a new dog into the house which is a terrible idea right they need like more space and and everybody was freaked out and there was some growling and so i think you ended up in the guest room with brody or maybe i did one of us was in the guest room with brody one was with everybody else but nobody would go to sleep because they were all freaked Freaked out out. it was terrible so yeah now there is a prohibition dogs are not allowed to like be brought into the household unless there's like a solid two hours of daylight left so we can like do proper slow introductions outside and walkies and everything yeah there's no i mean there's no prohibition you just have made the rule and i agree with it i mean I that go, makes sense don't you dare bring that dog here <laughs> you're like i could make it and i was like don't you show up here like you rent a hotel in marathon and stay there but you're not showing up here in the middle of the night with that yeah, dog i can't get too upset because you'll make the reservation at the hotel for me so you know it's not you, you <laughs> do everything fine. but put me into bed so i'm i'm it's not actually that much of a <laughs> terrible thing to be like all right well i'm gonna stay in a hotel with this import new the new import dog the new grocery dog yeah indeed uh, I may send get, send you some groceries too at your Airbnb, but not dogs. So you can bring some. It's not always. You'll a have a dog for dogs. No, no. I might also just have like Whole Foods deliver you some some snacks to bring home. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's that's the Nacho Run in short. Um, our longest distance rescue. He's the first 
dog that we're taking in like as part of the golden ratio foundation. Um, so thank you to everybody who has donated. Cause like we're covering obviously like the gas costs and the hotel costs of all the many transporters who are bringing him across the country. Um, you know, which is not a huge expense, but it's a lot of money. As you know, like, Ingo, have you having driven cross country recently? Like, it's a lot of money to just pay for gas. To gas drive is a lot miles. more than it used to be a year ago. Yes. So, yeah, we're not going to have that stupid discussion. But yes, so the foundation is covering all of that for people. Um, so if he needs all the medical care we think he needs, which could be two TPLOs, which is what Voods had last Knee summer. surgeries um, for athletes. Yeah. Uh, man, they are a pain in the butt to do a recovery for because you have to keep them calm for like eight weeks, which was easy with Voods and uh, not going to be easy with an 18-month-old. Um, I mean, we're looking at like $10,000 of surgery that he's going to need. So this is what the foundation's Yoinks. for, is to let us, yeah, let us do this. Um, but yeah, so it's not just the transport, like the foundation's going to pay for those medical costs. So thank you to, again to everybody. I guess that's an administrative corner item. Thank you to everybody who donated to the foundation. Um, there was a, a burst of donations in honor of Operation Nacho Run. Um, so thanks, everybody, because it's he's going to be a pricey one for sure. And the foundation allows us to do that. I'm very pleased that we have more administrative stuff. This is very good. Good, good. I just want to say I am amazed at the volunteers who are driving this somewhat random dog across the entire country for not for not no not, no benefit to themselves right it's like completely yeah. selfless thing it's it's like people just want to do good things and this one's something they can do it's just amazing it, it's very reaffirming in human nature and and shows that there are good people out there who want to do things and want to do good things. So I, I, it's been great just reading all the very positive stuff and watching the videos of people driving this, you know, a handsome dog around. But, you know, such a strange little thing to do, but it's a good thing. You're doing a good thing. I I really think, like, the, the Operation Nacho Run, like, relay of people that we have never met i yeah, we have not met thing. any no one involved has met anyone else involved like it this is, is all purely social media it's all twitter um it's all working out okay no one has kidnapped the dog no one has <laughs> or added anything. another dog it's like, uh, it, we, I mean, we, we didn't have a chihuahua <laughs> last time <laughs> um yeah and that and there were a ton of people who volunteered to help who either like weren't on the route you know where they're like oh if they if you come through this right. way i can do it except we already had somebody going a different way um and then just like overlapping people right there were a bunch of people there's a bunch of people in florida who have offered to drive legs of it but like you're yeah. you know you're doing the whole thing should do a um, race <laughs> <laughs> see who gets here first yeah except only one of you has the dog it's it's a a very nice antidote to how bad everything else is in the world right now is like we can just take a breath and look at Operation Nacho Run and these strangers who have come together to give this one dog a really opportunity to, you know, live in our little corner of paradise. Yeah. It's really nice. It's super nice. It is. It like doesn't fix any of those big problems, which are terrible and I would like to do something about, but it 
it makes things way better for this one dog and a lot of people are helping and that's really lovely yeah it, it shows that there are more good people than there are bad people I hope so. I'm there really are found a whole bunch of good ones. There are. I weird. This is a weird position where you're the optimist, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Everything's terrible. Usually, it's the reverse of that, where I'm I'm pushing the optimism on you. I know, but I, I mean, I think this is just an example. People want to do good things. A lot of people want to do good things. It's just hard to know what, what will work and what will be good. This is easy. Yeah. It's good. This yeah. is like you putting our dogs on the internet after the election. It's like. It's just supposed to be a good thing to help people. This nacho yeah. thing, it's just supposed to be a good thing to help this dog, but it makes everyone feel better because the dog is getting helped. Yeah, and he looks really happy. I mean, hes you can tell he's a little freaked out, um, but he's very snuggly. Everybody's like, yeah, he keeps trying to crawl into the front seat and snuggle. Sounds familiar, yeah. Snuggling overnight. He's got his little chew toy. I mean, he's adorable. Yeah. It's going great. So I'm very excited for him to be in your hands tomorrow, which he will be by yeah. mid-afternoon. The people who are suggesting like a police escort on Sunday were pretty Our funny. Deputy Herdecki. Like, <laughs> That'd be it. We do, and then we are in conch life, or he is in conch life in a way, because Gwen Filosa or Gwen Filosa has written a story about him. So it's circular. I guess she wrote a tweet she about him. She's coming to interview Nacho on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> she can She's use that teeny tiny microphone because that's what you <laughs> use on dogs. I, she has a Pulitzer Prize, so oh, I feel man. like you can trust her. What is she slumming with Nacho for? He's, his interview will be less <laughs> dramatic than she expects. Uh, I talked to her on the phone on Thursday, I guess, yesterday. I talked to Gwen and kind of gave her the general background. So she's going to come and then we'll have a little human interest piece on nacho that's great i yeah i mean i'm in, i'm a human i'm interested i think yeah it's great. and the the like local news channel in uh, idaho did a, a piece on him when the run started too so he's very famous and he's very famous i and you know obviously he's not letting it go to his head though i think that's i appreciate that yeah i hope <laughs> he signs my you know t-shirt that he, I'm going to buy of his merch, though. <laughs> I bought you the T-shirt. Don't go buy any merch. I have ordered you a T-shirt. I was hoping it would get here before you got home, but it is not. But it's on the way. Don't buy anything. I'll buy you whatever you want. Oh. Do we need a new shower curtain? <laughs> <laughs> Can you sign my shower curtain? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so proud of myself. <laughs> I did not order a shower curtain, but it's oh a funny God. idea. Oh, <laughs> I sometimes we're gonna be I'm like, rich if I buy all our merch. <laughs> I sometimes like when I'm putting new merch up on Redbubble. I'm like, should I just disable the shower curtain? <laughs> Nobody's gonna buy the shower curtain. <laughs> uh, <it>, me. <laughs> oh my god. This guy okay. bought 10. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for the shower curtain. It was neglected. Remember when oh, I bought the Hopper t-shirt cuz no one's buying Hopper t-shirts. With the very first <laughs> merch that we made, we had an for those of you who haven't been with us that long, we had a an artist who's really awesome and you can still find these designs, do these like little cartoon faces of each of the dogs. They're perfect. They totally capture everyone's personality. And we put all six dogs up at the same time, I guess. Um, the originals, or five, the original squad. Riley wasn't in the first batch. So there's a Topper Vank, Maggie, Jasmine, and Queso. Yeah. And we put them all up. And then 
it was the first merch we had. So people were buying a ton of stuff. And so we could see which dog is selling the most and which dog is selling the least. And Hopper was absolutely in last place. I think Vank was getting the most, but I'm Mm -hmm. not sure. But I was like, Hopper is my girl. I got to buy some (laughs) merch. So I bought a (laughs) t-shirt. You still have that t-shirt. Yeah. That started a lot of my desire to do that <laughs> now i realize we could be rich from it too it's not like, oh like it's not just to save hopper's hurt feelings anyway i feel bad that the shower <laughs> well, curtains weren't being picked so i you know made them feel better <laughs> I, I could see you doing that totally <laughs> oh my I, it's not always a good idea to let me on the internet <laughs> Um, all right, so that's Operation Nacho Run. The other item on dog updates is poor CBGB oh. man. So he he's been having a hard time healing um, from his elbow surgery where they took his tumor off. Um, we're finally, I think, pretty much in the clear. But I had to bring him into the emergency vet on like a Sunday. Was that last Sunday? It was before I, I left for Germany. Yeah. A I brought him in a bunch of times after. I was going to say, yeah, no, you did. Yeah. Um, So he had to get his stitches restitched, which was a real process. And they, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but they had to put him under more anesthesia. They were trying not to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he got restitched because it was all infected. So now it's doing better, but he's been kind of religiously in the cone so he doesn't lick it. There's a little bit of infection there. We did a round of antibiotics and then now we got they finished the culture and so we get some new antibiotics, but it looks like it's finally healing. Um, so he's going to go to the vet on Monday with Nacho. Nacho has an appointment and they're like, you can just bring um, Brody with to get his stitches out. So as long as he makes it through the weekend without screwing it up, he should be in the clear to have those stitches out on Monday. And he remains kind of anxious yeah. and whiny and there was thunder today and he doesn't like it and poor boy, man. And then of course he's taking these horse pill antibiotics and I think they're making his tum feel weird and his tum already feels weird because it's always yeah. empty <laughs> in his mind. Yeah. But he's sleeping yeah. now and yeah, and he's he's good at the cone. I mean, he can eat in the cone. He can do whatever in the cone. Since he was in the cone for three so years, many years, five years, I think three five. Years? It yeah, years. it was a long time. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't, which could leave him really traumatized. But he's just like, oh, the cone, it's fine. Like that's great. Yeah, I know um, how to work around this thing. Yeah. So that's dog updates. Did you want to add anything about any of the other dogs? They're all doing fine. There's no news. <laughs> Yeah, Hops is Hops is doing fine. She'd be the only other one to worry about or think about. Everyone else seems seems quite up to their usual shenanigans. All right. Well, we have a lot of things. Shenanigans, under, Jen. <laughs> we've got a lot of things under ramblings, uh, including a, a sort of like wasn't news, but we did have a tropical storm come through while you were gone. Yeah, it was almost a hurricane. Um, yeah. No, it was. I leave and literally all hell It was almost loose. a tropical storm. I think it didn't officially hit tropical storm status until it was pretty much past us. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Just a bunch a of rain. A ton of rain. Um, the The front yard was flooded, which it always is. It's a, a sort of low point, so it's normal. But a lot of rain. It was sort of windy, but it was nothing dramatic. So that was fine. Um you went to Germany. Do you want to? You don't need to give us a big rundown, but is there anything you want to say about your trip to? 
it was a secret spy mission, and I can't talk about it. Oh! I wish you hadn't even said it was Germany. Now I'm going to have to kill everyone who listens to this <laughs> again. <laughs> no, no, I was visiting my parents for the first time in, well, since COVID. New Year's, I think 2020 was the last time I saw them. Yeah. Yeah. It was a total like COVID catch up kind of thing. Um, one of my uncles was turning 80, which is one of the big birthdays, any round year zero year birthday is a big deal in germany and people uh call you or drop by to congratulate you so my dad always tries to like leave the house so he leaves my mom to be like accepting the congratulations and taking <laughs> messages because he's like i don't want to deal with this if so you tried home. to do that to me i'd be like this is your bullshit like take your phone <laughs> <know>. with you <laughs> well it's your country's bullshit i mean this is yeah. a very german thing like you can't you can't actually hide they'll like you know, put the note on your window or something. I mean, it's very, it seems very insistent, especially in the smaller towns. So uh, I only talked to you a few times. It sounded like you had a very good party time with people over there. I mean, when, I, when I'm there, I totally like fall into very familiar family roles very easily. So when I'm on the phone, I get the feeling like my mom's going to come up and be like, who are you on the phone with? What do you, what do you say? Oh, say hi to Jen. Say hi. Ask her, if, ask her what the weather's like. Whoa, how, wait, we're going to eat soon. <laughs> I didn't feel like I had a lot of me you, time yeah, that's true. <laughs> to call you. You also had a lot of drinks before you called me. Yeah, there was a lot of celebrations and occasions for, for drinks and, and wine, especially. Some interesting white wines and now more complex wines over there now. Uh, but also I was up near... Munster, north of Munster, like the cheese. So we drank a lot of beer too. Yes, yeah. Munster, like the cheese. <laughs> I don't think. I don't. I didn't think Munster was German. Is it? I got a. I've got a German cheese on my list of things to talk about. Oh, that's terrible! Can you give a warning for I, that? I will. Uh, Munster cheese. That's terrible. It's uh, Munster cheese is American. It's thought. Then the name makes no sense. It is thought to be an imitation of the Alsatian washed rind Munster cheese introduced Mm. by German immigrants. I have a story that I'll I'll tell you off the podcast about an experience I had with Munster cheese, but it's not podcast appropriate. Fair enough. Let's have some drinks. Um, Munster also means... Monster doesn't mean, mean monster. A type of a type of cathedral. Oh. It absolutely does not make it. <laughs> it's Münster, first of all, not Munster. So it's the umlaut, which is not the cheese, but it also means a type of cathedral, and it's also the town where the Thirty Years' War was in. All right, wait. The cheese has the umlaut, or it's U-E. It does. It is. Yeah. Oh well, and that doesn't help. Anyway, tell us about the damn 30 years that you texted me about this. <laughs> Go ahead, do your little German history lesson. <laughs> the 30 Years' War was, they, they had like a five-year peace negotiation in Münster and Osnabrück because half the delegation was the Protestant side and they met in Osnabrück and all the Catholics met in Münster. So in 1643 to 1648, they would have like these long, negotiations among the Catholics and then they'd send like a horse over to Osnabrück with their proposal 
and then you know they'd they'd work on it on the Protestant side and send it back, and it just take took five years. <laughs> Lame, but they ended the war because it was like the Spanish, the French, the Swedes, the Danes, the Germans. Everyone was fighting. Yeah, fighting, kung fu fighting, even all Reformation related. Anyway, so they signed it in Munster, and they have this so-called Hall of Peace where the peace negotiations were, and where the the Declaration of Peace was signed. So it was nice to find someone celebrating a peace, a peace. That's true. The peace. So that was good. Not just they weren't celebrating the war; they were celebrating the end of the war, which is unusual. That's nice. So it's a and it's a nice little town. So uh, my uncle lives a little little away, a little outside of it. But um, it was cool. We did a little tour. That's great. And had some wine and had some beer and had, you know, whatever else they were serving up. (laughs) And I ate a ton of meat. I ate potwurst. I ate some other kind of wurst. I ate ate pork. I ate raw pork for breakfast. I had had all the things. I I bet you ate more meat in those 10 days in Germany than you literally had in the last year. Maybe in the last corona. Maybe in the last three yeah. years. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. I did have some weird stinky cheese too that's like local to the Palatinate region where my parents are now. Well, speaking of which, let me transition to this element on my list of things to talk about. <laughs> this because- is, this comes with a spoiler warning. The people who are trying to do this while eating will again be disappointed. Yeah. Uh so when uh when we got when we're like okay here's this dog from the herd now nacho that we're gonna take people were discussing potential names for this dog you you were like he looks like a nacho and i was like you're 100 right he does nacho it is but people were having these discussions and so we're th- you know everybody of course is going through cheese names and someone's like are there any german cheeses and i was like sure there are and so i'm like listing some german cheeses of which Limburger is the most well-known, I think, in terms of name. But I came across Milbenkäse, <clears throat> and we got to talk about your people. Let me just read the Wikipedia. I don't support this. I don't support this. Let me this. read the this Wikipedia description. So Milbenkäse, Käse means cheese. So Milbenkäse, a specialty cheese made from quark. You want to talk about quark? It's kind of like yogurt. It's kind of like Greek yogurt. Yeah. Except it's a little bit more sour. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's in I don't know what's in it. Um, but it comes in like a yogurty container. And it's it's yeah. like that consistency sort of. That's that's yeah. a German thing. Like people will have it for breakfast and stuff. So Milbenkäse, a special cheese made from quark and produced using the action of cheese mites. This is a terrible idea. They're bugs, you guys. They're little bugs. Historically, the cheese was produced in Saxony-Anhalt border region of Zeitz and Attenburg districts. Today, it's produced exclusively in the village of Wurschwitz. I'd be leaving that village of Wurschwitz. Wurschwitz in the state of Saxony-Anhalt. Mites clinging to the cheese rind (laughs) are consumed along with the cheese. No. Now, I got a picture of it here. Uh, Have you seen what this stuff looks like i'm going to put this picture in the chat I have for not. you it was real small on my phone and i did not embiggen you see it. the chat over just... on the side there i just sent you yeah. a little thing you can click on that it looks like a potato except grainier on the outside and it's grainy because it's got fucking bugs on it and bug poop on it and that is how the cheese is made is that bugs get all up in the cheese and then they bugify it and then they just keep crawling around on there 
And then we're like, mm, you know what I'd like is some delicious cheese. Let me cut a chunk of this off. And the bugs are like, no, it's my home. And you're like, I'm going to eat it anyway. <laughs> and then you pop the cheese and the bugs in your mouth and just crunch on down on that and swallow I it. Do, I, do, I don't. No, that sounds, that sounds awful. That sounds like a, it, a terrible idea. How do you even get bugs. that idea? How do you get that idea? You are the German. You answer for your people. Oh, this is a little corner that's like almost in Czechoslovakia. Come on. That's not really. That's not every German. We don't eat live bugs. Jeez. Oh, it's so bad. What is it with like, you got to do this unspeakable stuff to get a cheese that tastes a little bit different. I'm sure it's not that important that these freaking mites are in the, in the cheese. So weird. Do you know that Italian cheese, There, there's like two bug cheeses. Casamarzu. I don't. It's uh it's an Italian cheese. I think it's Italian, sort from Sardinia. Um Oh, Sardinian cheese. Yes, that's that's well known. Yeah, it's uh so it's like a picture a a a, ra- a round of cheese, like the size of uh-huh. a bread bowl. And imagine yeah. you cut the top off like a bread bowl that you're going to put soup in it, but there's cheese mm-hmm. on the inside. And then imagine sure. that you just let a bunch of flies lay their eggs on it and then you no. put the lid back on. And then the maggots eat up the inside of the cheese and it gets all kind of soupy because it's maggoty. And then you eat that with the live maggots crawling around in it. You do not. A hundred percent. Yes. There's an episode of like one of the Gordon Ramsay shows and he goes to Sardinia and they're like, this is technically illegal to have this cheese, (laughs) which it should be because there's fucking maggots in it. They're like, but it's really delicious. And you see he's an adventurous guy. And you see him just going, hmm. And they're like, you got to eat it. Eat it with a spoon because it's all liquidy from the maggots (laughs) eating it. And then you spoon the maggots, which you can see wriggling around along with the cheese into your mouth and eat it. Gordon Ramsay eating this cheese, I felt for the guy because he did not like it. He was not like, oh, actually, this is delicious. He was like, what did I just put in my mouth? I'm never doing that again. Uh, So I guess cheese mites... Better than maggots because they're smaller. No, everything is bad. Everything is bad. I could think of bad things about the cheese. Oh, no, it's just a bad idea. So everybody, if there's bugs at any stage of the life cycle (laughs) on your cheese, just throw that shit away. The only acceptable bugs in connection with foodstuffs are bees. And that's a whole Don't eat the bees, though. No, goodness. No, no, no. no. Oh, my God. Oh, yuck. Uh, speaking of yeah. Germany, I apologize oh. for my people <laughs> okay. in Sachsen-Anhalt because that's that that tra- that tradition could have easily been discarded in favor of salt and pepper. I mean, yeah. who the who the hell knows? <laughs> uh, speaking of friend of the squad, Tiffany sent me this 2016 clip from um, Conan that's been making the rounds again this week of Chris Pratt telling a joke in very American German on the conan show so i thought i would tell the joke in german you can both correct my pronunciation though honestly i think mine will be better than chris pratt's yeah Uh, his is not not that good he's very confident though i was gonna say i really admire his confidence like he i mean i had seen some other interview with him like on a red carpet somewhere for a premiere of a movie and uh and there's a german tv channel that comes up and he talks to them in german but it's like but he's like, look, I took like some German in high school and I lo- know a little bit like he is not having a very fluent conversation, but he's just like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to just but say he this just prattles on. Yeah, he, he's very he did a good I mean, job. 
Yeah. Uh, so when I, so she sent me this and I could understand it. And it's funny in the comments, there were Germans and they're like, I don't really understand what he's saying. Cause it's this, so. Are you sure it's not Dutch? Yeah. Uh, I understood it perfectly. I was very proud of myself. And I was like, this joke is so funny. It can't, it's not a German joke. Like it's, um, like I've heard it as like an Irish joke or a Scottish joke. Yeah, like the sense so- of humor, like the the funny thing about it is not, regardless of me making fun of German jokes, there's a, whatever the attitude is about German jokes, this is not it. It's it's much more, I would say, British or Irish or something, or it could be American. Anyway, I'm going to tell the joke in German. You're going to correct my pronunciations and whatever, and we'll do it like a sentence at a time. Okay. And... uh you can tell me, but you agree it's not a German, like a joke I, from I, German. I've I've heard it before as from somewhere, some other, you know, agrarian country. Yeah. All right. So Peter and seine Opa Dita, ah uh, no, Dita and seine Opa Peter setzen am Berg. Yeah. So it's it's Peter and his grandfather Dieter. Or no, the other Dieter, around. Dieter and his grandfather <laughs> Peter. Yeah, I mixed it up. Dieter are, are, seine... are sitting sitting by the hill or on the hill. On the hill. Yeah. Und Opa Peter sagt, siehst du alle diese Hausen? Ja, ich habe diese, alle diese Häuser. Mhm. Häuser. Uh, look, I'm saying it like Chris Pratt did, which is why the Germans couldn't understand him probably. Diese Häusen. <laughs> uh, ich habe diese Häusen mit meiner Hand in gebaut. gebaut. Mm-hmm. You want to translate? So, so I, can you, Dieter, look around at all these houses you know, in the valley. I, I built all these houses with my own hands. Aber heiße ich Peter die Hausebauer? Nein. But, and so, but do they call me Peter the home builder? No, they don't. Und siehst du die Kirche? Ich habe die Kirche mit meinen Handen gebaut. Aber heiße ich Peter die Kirchebauer? Nein. <laughs> and so look at that church. I built that with my own hands. But do they call me Peter the church builder? No. Und die Mauer. Ich habe große Mauern gebaut. Aber heiße ich Peter die Mauerbauer? Heiße ich Peter die Mauerbauer? Nein. Yeah, and, and all the walls around the city I've built. And but, the, but do they call me Peter the Wall Builder? No. Aber du fixed ein Sau. <laughs> but you fuck one pig. <laughs> It's a funny joke. And so a bunch of people <laughs> sent this to me. And uh, they're like, look at this, Kurt Pratt telling a joke. And I was like, did you get the translation? And they're like, no, the Germans can't translate it. So I translated this joke for a bunch of people. And I was like, look, it's a really funny joke. It's not a German joke. Here it is. And they're like, this is a really funny joke. And they're like, I went and I told that joke to my friends. And they totally thought it was funny. Oh, it is a good joke. I think it's I've a heard good it joke. As a sheep, uh, you fuck one sheep or a goat. I mean, I've I've heard different versions. Yeah. <laughs> in Germany, it'd probably be a pig. That's fair. That's so fair. anyway. Now I also know this joke joke in German, which I can't tell anybody because it's got like a dirty ending, but <laughs> oh, a dirty punchline. Oh, but it it's does. it's a very funny joke, and uh, yeah. That's why that I mean you. That's why you immediately were like, well, it can't be German. It can't be German. <laughs> I mean. It, German would be like they're sitting on the hill and they're sad. <laughs> That's hilarious. The end. The end. <laughs> uh, even even if we allow that like I just don't understand German humor and there's things quite funny about it. 
this is not what German humor is. Like it, it doesn't end with this kind of twist where you kind of complete the like, oh, I build houses, but they don't call me the house builder. I built churches, but they don't call me the church builder. But I fucked a pig and you got to finish that you know what they call him. Like, that's not the kind of form of a No, of the German Germans jokes. would be like, now they call me pig fucker or something. And you'd be like, oh, it's like it's like it would be kind of the same, but not as good. <laughs> not as good. Anyway, so I just I wanted to tell that joke because I think it's funny and it's auf Deutsch. Now, I had five other weird news items in Ramblings, but I'm going to save them for the bonus pod. So if you want us talking about stories, including um, the woman who won a $5.2 million settlement from Geico because she had sex with a guy in his car and got HPV, uh, and so Geico had to pay out to compensate her for her injury. Today in Creative Lawyering Magazine. She won, man. She won. Oh, I'm I'm look, get before a jury. You can do whatever you you know. There's No, she won in front of an arbitrator and Geico appealed and the appeals court ruled in her favor. She full on is getting her five point two million dollars. Nice. Yeah. Only sex in cars from now on, guys. Uh so we're gonna talk about that and all these other weird news stories on the bonus that, pod. That are not dog related and no and Vank doesn't even you know, read the newspaper these days. That's right. She's given up. <laughs> uh, but do we want to do Taste of the Keys or do you want to do German Word of the Week? Or do you feel like you've done enough German Words of the Week? No, I think I was rudely interrupted when I was talking about my Germany trip. Just Oh, rude, I'm sorry. Just I thought rudely. you were done. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why you started talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Do you want to do you want to say more about it? No, it's. I'll do the German Word of the Week and that'll that'll connect it all up. Okay, great. <laughs> I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. <laughs> it's Geistbockversteigerung. Oh, it's such a good one. <laughs> it's got ghost at the beginning. It's not. It's it's uh Geistbock is a is a male goat. Because there's no T. Geist, not, yeah. not Geist. Yeah, Geistbock. Oh. I was okay. thinking about that. Germans have a lot of agricultural words. Like that's a very specific because you can yeah. also say Ziegenbock in some regions, but Geistbock. Uh, maybe it means he, his horns are different or he has a longer beard or something, But it, or maybe it's just the, the way that Brothers Grimm said it. I don't know. But there's this tradition in the two towns near where my parents live um, that one town in the 1600s had a contract with the other one to supply them. I can't remember what was the exchange. I should have really researched this better. But the one town pledged to give a Geistbock to the other every year um, oh, on, a, on pen, yeah, on like Pentecost Tuesday, which was last Tuesday. Um, but it's a male goat and it has to be well horned and well hung because the, you know, Didesheim would then use it to, to breed <laughs> new goats. That's the, yeah. that's the requirement. I so they've been doing this for like 600 years and it's a, it's always a newly married couple that walks the goat, like the six kilometers or 10 kilometers from one town to the other. And it takes all day. And then they, they go to Didesheim and it gets auctioned off. And then the money for that kind of pays for next year's party um, with these goats. But this year, this is the Geisbockversteigerung. It's the male goat auction. <laughs> this year they had three goats. Oh my God. And that hasn't happened for 164 years. Oh my God. Because they had the 2020, the 2021 one, and the 2022 one. Wow. 
canceled it for two years. So they, they COVID goats. Yeah, and they go, they pay, people pay because it's kind of like a you know small town status thing. So people will pay like two thousand dollars. They paid two thousand euros for the the lesser the also also running goats, and they paid four thousand five hundred, oh. I think, for the for the twenty twenty two goat. Wow. Yeah. And so now people have goats. <laughs> now people have these goats. And they were good-looking goats. Um, you know, like they had like the twisty horns and everything. Kind of looked like yeah. that goat that's the devil in The Witch. Black Peter. Yeah, I think I just spoiled a movie. Um, but he. I, I think the goat is put forward as the devil very early on in the movie. Also, it's a very medieval thing. Anyway, so that yeah. so they've... We went to this goat auction this year, and it was uh, it was fun. It was interesting, but I also realized again that it's much more stressful being in crowded situations with Germans than it is with Americans, just because they're kind of they push around and they kind of so much they always pressure. stare at you too. They they have a much more they don't break <laughs> eye contact. So if you're like on a train, someone's just going to be like staring at you. It is weird. <laughs> you're just like, I'm... do you know me? Do you want something from me? And they're just like, no, I'm just staring at you. <laughs> yeah it's a very it's a, it's just a slightly different culture and it's not automatically terrible but it's a little you know if you're trying to fit in it's a little bit more stressful i think i i find the staring quite um off-putting in germany yeah i always I, feel like i'm doing something wrong or i'm being judged which probably i am i feel like it's a it's a weird kind of boundary thing. I think I feel like it's like people want something from me. Kind of like what you said. Like, yeah. Like, all right, you're looking into my eyes. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. You must want me to respond in some way, and I don't know what you want. Mm -hmm. and, and, and also, I don't want you asking for anything. The answer is going to be no. Yeah, and they don't, usually. They're just looking. It's very weird. I'm like, stop looking at me. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah. laughs> you know, look, look at someone else. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's not. It's not just a uh, a sexist thing, right? It's not just no, no, for doing sure. it to, to 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 women. It, it definitely is sort of everyone to everyone. People yes. just kind of openly stare at you without a further interaction. <laughs> they won't <laughs> approach you and then talk to you. God forbid, or say <laughs> hi. They'll just stare at you. <laughs> it's weird. No. So anyway, so Germany was was great. It was great to be back. Um, it's good to see relatives that I hadn't seen in three years. But man, travel has... There's just, you know, a lot more people traveling now. And it's just, you know, I remembered how kind of logistical traveling is. We yep. haven't done too much of it lately. But now a lot. All of a sudden, a lot. And both of us I and in different so directions. <laughs> yeah. Someday I'm going to see you again and it's going to be nice. <laughs> It is. I miss you. I miss you. <laughs> I know. It's much easier when you're around. Yeah. All right. We want to do Taste of the Keys? Yeah. Um, all right. I have two. Um, Excellent. They're both kind of brief, but very Taste of the Keys classics, I would say. Good. Man arrested for fleeing on US-1. This is from Conk Life. Don't do it. 28-year-old Miami man was arrested Thursday night for fleeing from your deputy on US-1. Huh. Daniel was charged with fleeing and eluding. Deputy Joel Torres, who has definitely appeared in some of our previous episodes, <laughs> yeah. 
observed a northbound black Mercedes speeding near mile marker 102 at approximately 10.39 So heading to Miami from, yep. from, from Key, Key, Largo. Key Largo. yeah. Deputy Torres activated his lights and siren and attempted to make a traffic stop. Deputy Torres observed the Mercedes speed away from him two different times, reaching speeds of 90 miles per hour. That's fast, even up there. The Mercedes finally stopped at mile marker 106. The driver, identified as Daniel, stated he didn't think Deputy Torres was trying to stop him, (laughs) adding that he was attempting to, quote, lead the way for Deputy Torres. (laughs) Daniel was taken to jail. That's a real... That's a real bold move. Like, oh, yeah. I was just helping you get the bad guys, and surely you don't mean me. <laughs> That's weird. Yep. Our other, the other story is from our friend Gwen Filosa. What's washing up on Keys Beaches? I'll give you one guess and go, what's washing up on Keys Beaches? It's drugs, not money. It's drugs. Not money. <laughs> uh it's become an all-too-familiar sight in the Florida Keys. Packages of drugs washing up along the coastline. But this time, federal agents were sent out six times over two days to check out reports of narcotics coming to shore. Why don't we ever Border find Patrol? any of these? I got to start hanging out by the beach. We got to go out like on the Atlantic side, down by like oh, Sammy's Creek. Got, I don't think they come in. We got to kayak around and grab some narcotics packages. The total haul added up to 29 pounds of marijuana and 1.3 pounds of cocaine. Mm. 1.3 pounds Number. of cocaine doesn't sound so much. Well, let me tell you what the next sentence is. Numbers that aren't going to impress the locals when it comes to the floating wayward stashes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you You're preemptively right. were unimpressed. You're right, Gwen. You're, you pegged it. But the feds were kept busy as calls came in. Good Samaritans <laughs> found the drugs and notified authorities. Good Samaritans. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. That's why it um, wasn't so much. They're like, 20 pounds for me, one pound for you, Border Patrol. <laughs> Most of these drugs turned up in the middle keys. We've certainly had drugs wash up on Sugarloaf, but... Not here. I mean, uh, we have never. I've never no, seen... No, we have not. Yeah. It would be fun, though. It'd be very exciting to find something that ex- ex- extreme washing up. Yep. So anyway, the square groupers keep coming. <laughs> So there we go, Ingo. That's great. The ocean provides for all. It's good to live (laughs) by the sea. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's our podcast for today. That's it's a good one. It's a good one. It is. Um, Um, But I wish I were in the same room as you. Ingo, next week we're going to record a podcast together in the same (gasps) room. Wow. We're going to do it. That's going to be awesome for me. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, take care of the squad. Hug them for me and tell them I'll be home tomorrow. Well, I got to wake all of them up for that. They're all a bunch of sleepy heads. Oh, you can just do it later. Okay. Then. Okay. All right, everyone. Until next week, Slava Ukraini, and don't bite anyone unless they ask yeah, you. Go to. Ukraine and uh, yeah, don't bite anyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>